All right. Welcome back to episode two of the Mr. and Mrs. Smith podcast. I am the Mr. of the Smiths. And I'm the Mrs. Very nice. Very nice. So today we thought we would discuss, um, well, since we're, you know, not professionals at this, we thought we'd do Father's Day post Father's Day. And instead of looking forward to it, we decided to review it. A reflection. Oh, good point. A reflection of Father's Day. So yeah. hopefully as we go through this, um, just a few things we're hoping to hit on a little bit is um, the importance of fathers in homes and our absent fathers, an epidemic today. And then kind of talk about our fathers and the similarities and differences and a little bit about how we were brought up um, and their role in our lives today. So it should be should be kind of fun, a little, little heavier than our first episode for sure. A little heavier, more focused. We're more focused. Yeah. So we appreciate uh, everybody who listened to the first one and the feedback we got from it. So um, again, we're not worried or scared of the good, the bad, the ugly. So um, the more people that give us feedback, the better we're going to become at it. So keep that stuff coming, and thank you to everybody who listened to the first one. So um, how, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> How I'm was good. your Father's Day? My Father's Day? Yeah. Uh, it was nice. It was it was good. The morning I woke up and uh, my new Mercedes was not in the driveway. It so was, I was not. I was a little let down by that. Sorry about it. But um, no, it was nice. So the morning it was our time um, with the kids. So I got these really cool sign for my backyard um, next to my barbecue that is going to add a little decor back there. So I was excited about that. And then the wine wine barrel ice chests, I guess is a way to explain it. Yeah, a little um, rustic decor. Rustic wine functional. barrel ice chest um, that is going to be personalized. But you know those things that you order and they don't arrive on time because of whatever reason. Usually for me, it's because I order like four days before the event and I forget to get something for you. So I have to order it and then be like, oh, here's a picture. It's coming. It was one of those moments where it's like, hey, this really cool thing's coming. I blame coronavirus. <laughs> you can blame whatever you want. I just know it was Father's Day and it wasn't here when I when I got up. So, well, most of it um, was here. The kids My made intention a nice sign, was though. good. The kids made a great sign. Yeah, no, the, the gift is great. And it doesn't bother me that it's not here. It's just funny because it's like, hey, here's the picture. You know, it's like Christmas when you open the That's present. That's terrible. It's like, hey, this was on back order. I am not um, known for that, by the way. No, you're pretty Has that ever, I mean, has that ever happened before? Ooh. In 19 years, ladies and gentlemen. Has that ever happened before, Nick Smith? <laughs> Yeah, he's struggling because it doesn't. That might be my first one, and I'm blaming the coronavirus. I think I can. I think I'm just going to go with, like, you're on the downhill, and, and you're forgetting <laughs> me. I'm, maybe. I'm, I'm maybe. falling way behind uh, in the importance category. But, no, the kids made a cool little uh, streamers hanging from the ceiling in mm -hmm. the hallway, and I came in, and they ran and jumped from around the corner to wish me Happy Father's Day. Um, made me some a nice poster. So it was, it was really good. The morning was really nice, and then... Madeline wanted to have my chocolate cake for my birthday right away. Yeah. Um, she... Not his birthday, by the way. It was not. No, it was Father's Day. Right. That's what we're talking about. No, I know. But she always calls it everything. Every event is a birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always cake and chocolate cake at everything. So, uh, but it was good. I really enjoyed the morning. Um, what did we do for breakfast? I don't remember. I made egg sandwiches. Oh, yes, yes. We had egg sandwiches for breakfast. That was nice. And then we kind of got ready to get the day rolling. So it was it was fun because 
the morning was for us, and then we went over to my parents' house to celebrate Father's Day with my dad. Obviously, my brother came into town. Um, we had one of my sisters there with us. She stopped by before she went to work, and then my other sister was with uh, her husband and her kids doing their Father's Day. So it was nice, and we had duck. We haven't had duck in a long time, so... My brother, shout out to you, brother, for uh, the recommendation on having duck. So that was really, really good. Barbecued that with some chicken and hung out. The kids swam. We played Pedro for a couple hours, so that was fun. And then it was a cool, there was like a really cool moment when nobody was around. And it was me and my dad and my brother at the dining room table. And just kind of sharing stories about dad and things that, you know, events and stuff that we've been a part of. But then... As uh, my brother's son is getting older and becoming, you know, I mean, he's almost married, so he's in his mid-20s. And so he was sharing stories about the stuff that my nephew was telling him about when he was a kid and things he did. Wow. So it was like a little bit behind the scenes of how he would get over on his dad and get away with stuff. That's Uh, pretty cool. So yeah, that was a a pretty special moment. Um, Oh, and then I had a massive root beer float. Massive root beer float to end the day. So it was good. Like Father's Day was good. You know what I love about you? I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, what I love about him. Our day actually started off as a hot mess with my kids fighting. And it it was terrible. But he always remembers the good. That's the point, is that you always, like, this is a really great day. It almost didn't happen because of how much animosity and anger there was going on between my children who, um, but with a teen and a preteen, they really get under each other's skin and try fighting. And I almost thought he needed to disappear for Father's Day and just go off by himself because of how bad my kids were being. So for you to just overlook it, like it didn't happen, I really love that about you. And I appreciate it because you pulled it together and rallied to have a great day. We had a great day. It's funny because in the past, she would ask me, what do you want for Father's Day? And I would just be... I want to be alone. I want the day to myself. And she actually did it where the kids would disappear and they would go away for the day. And I believe it was the Masters that was on the golf tournament. And I would just lay on my couch and just eat terrible food by myself and be by myself for the whole day. But it was almost like a a disguise, right? Like this is what I want, but that's just like almost like a depression that I was in at that time. So I would push everybody away because it was more comfortable to be alone. So uh, that happened a few times, but not anymore at all, which is which is cool. So that part, that area is gone. Anyway, so it was that's funny another that you... podcast subject. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, my Father's Day was good. How, how was it? Was good. was. Uh, was your Father's Day good too? Yeah, my Father's Day was great. You barbecued. Um, that's one really good thing about Father's Day is I don't barbecue, so you still actually have to do the barbecuing. I mean, all the sides and everything we take care of. But do you notice that I'm really handsy when I talk in the microphone? You guys cannot see this, obviously, but every time I talk, my hands just don't stop moving. It's I'm noticing it myself as I'm almost hitting myself in the face while talking to you. But it was very nice because I didn't have to barbecue or cook anything hot. Pasta salad and some nice little hors d'oeuvres. I tried out the charcuterie tray. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone liked that. It was good. It was a good oh, day. Oh, the t-shirt. The t-shirt I got that says, can I get a Watt Watt? And it has a light bulb on it. Like, it's such a dad shirt. Like, dad joke. <laughs> it is such a, I'm almost 40 dad shirt. Like, it was good. And I loved it. 
that was probably the worst part is that I actually liked that shirt a lot. And, uh, that's right up your alley. Right. Dad can joke. I, can I get a wah wah and a light bulb? Like, die. Um, well, I did talk to my dad on Father's Day, but my dad does not live near us. He lives in Boise, Idaho. So it's more of a send a card and we have a conversation on Father's Day. So, but Father's Day was never a big thing growing up, like how mm. we make it a day event. And I love that. But it was more of, here's your card, Dad, and a cheesy gift, Happy Father's Day, and moving on. So I love that our holidays, all of them, are just so much more. They're special, and it's an all-day event, and yeah, everything we do is like that, and I love that. Right. And we used to do that even as a kid growing up into our 20s when you were a part of them, too. We would go to my grandpa's house. And we would do oysters and we'd make these, you know, huge amounts of ribs and we'd have all these sides and there's 30, 40 people. So we do tend to overdo holidays a little bit on my side of the family. Like it's, they're a little extra on all of them, but that was fun growing up when you learn how to do oysters and that's, you know, learn how to barbecue ribs and different recipes and, you know, bringing different people to help out. So uh, even back as a kid, I remember just huge parties on Father's Day. I'm totally extra, so I appreciate the holidays being extra. <laughs> you too, for doing well. It's my it's my favorite thing. Um, it's interesting though the difference. Like, I mean, other people obviously don't do it like that, right? You know, I didn't right. grow up doing doing it like that. Yeah, so that's kind of nice. So let's hit on some of these points that you brought up today that you wanted to talk about. Oh and, yes, and let's go over. Um, this is cool because I have no idea where this is headed. And uh, she, she put some, some statistics together, and we're just going to kind of go over them. So let's start with the importance, um, the importance of the father in the home. You want to start there? I'll start there. Well, right. so I, I actually did a little research on this one because I was intrigued. I, I actually watched, um, or I didn't watch, I listened to a podcast this week, and it was talking about the absence of dads in the home. And I'm like, that, you know, and we had talked about Father's Day being a topic for our podcast, so... It made me want to do a little research. This is actually a fun fact, but weird, right? I love fun facts. Okay, so Ranker.com actually did a survey, and it was recent, but they... Are they a paid sponsor? They are not, but they could be. (laughs) Uh, They did a survey, and basically it's like it it pulled people on who their favorite TV dad was of all time. Mm. Okay, Mm. so I'm going to give you the list of the top five. TV dads of all time. And I, I just, there's something intriguing about it. So I want you to, okay. okay. All, right. all right. So is this, is this, are you going at five to one? Or are you going one They're to not five? in an order. Oh, okay. It's just the five. Uh, Andy Taylor, Sheriff Andy Taylor from the Andy Griffith show. Oh. Okay. Um, pa Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie. Pa. 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 Tim Taylor from My Home man. Improvement. My man. Danny Tanner from Full House. Of course. And Mike Brady from the Brady Bunch. Really? Now, what is weird about that list? That uh, we're giving it today, or, you know, recently, and what is... What, I feel like this is a trick question. I no, just what shocks you? That Al Bundy's not on it, number one. That's, that's <laughs> like, where's my guy Al? I'm uh, confused. There's, okay, well, that, he probably wasn't in the best dad category, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just... I mean, what struck me was okay, that it's nothing recent. I mean, the most recent was oh. Danny Tanner and Tim Taylor, which is probably from when we were growing up TV. So like the 80s, 90s, 90s probably for um, both of those, actually. Wow. 
Okay, um, so did they have a demographic that they surveyed though? No, it didn't. It didn't say if they were picky about it. it. But I thought it was just so interesting that some of these. I mean, the Andy Griffith Show. That is. Yeah. No, you had to I say mean, that started you off in black say, and white. My you friend. had to say the show titles for me to to remember some of who of these people were even. I mean, I. I do look at these dads, and I, I've seen at least an episode or two in my day mm-hmm. of all of these shows growing up, um, and they were good dads, like, on sh- on the show. Like, they always had those good moments. They were very involved, main character, mm-hmm. all of that. So intriguing to me that all the shows they have on now, because I think TV is... What was Carlton's dad's name in The Fresh Prince? The Judge, right? Uncle. Well, yeah, he was uncle. uncle. He was uncle uncle to to Will Smith, but that seems like somebody more recent that stuck out to me. That would be that's a good dad, right? Oh no, yeah, no, and I love that show, which is funny. That's interesting that they're so old. Who would be who would be somebody now that would be even considered? I don't even know. Is there any? Is there family shows on now anymore? Sitcoms like that? Oh, I'm sure there are. That's. uh... But nobody that jumps out. No one jumps out. So that's probably why these people are still on the list because we haven't replaced them with new dads right is that is that could that be a theory or are they not standing out yeah i don't know that's that's very uh interesting well like ray romano was on that show he didn't stand Mm. out he was a dad um king of queens what was the one where the guy was the dad was the real estate agent uh oh that actually phil phil dumphy on modern family i loved him but he did not make the list Right. Yeah, so see, they're, they're out there. I'm just saying this is like the all-time, all-American, what people look to as being the ideal dad in your family home are these very influential That's so people. random. Because and older, I, way older. Yeah, but I'm not pulling anything from them to implement in my life as a dad, right? Did you watch these shows? Um, I watched Full House, and I watched... Uh, Home Improvement. Home Improvement was hilarious. Yeah, that was about it, though, probably. I mean, I definitely never watched, what was that one, Little House on the Prairie? Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't watch that one. I mean, well, that's... And what was the other one? What was the first one? Uh, You know... Andy Taylor. I definitely didn't watch... The Andy Griffith Show... No, not a chance. I loved it, and it obviously was way before my time, but um, I think Sheriff Andy Taylor had some good life skills. I remember watching a clip about... He was behind the desk, and the dad came in. The bike got confiscated because the kid was bad. He did something he wasn't supposed to do or whatever by the sheriff of this little small town, Mayberry. And uh, the dad brought in the kid and was like, you know, you need to get my kid his bike back. And the sheriff was like, well, he was told not to do something, like right on the wet sidewalk, I think it was, and he did it anyway. So we're confiscating it for a week or whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, the dad was like all pissy about it. And he was like, okay, well, I mean, like, do I need to pay you? Do I need to do this? But basically the kids started having a temper tantrum mm. and ended up kicking his dad, like, because you're not getting this back for me. Like, you need to tell that sheriff he doesn't know what he's talking about, yada, yada, yada. And um, the funny thing is, is like once the sheriff is like looking at the dad and looking at the kid and he's like, are you serious? So anyway, he beat his kid and took him out and was like, you're not getting the bite back ever. Like, I mean, but you wouldn't see that now. Like, that's no, not that's, how that that's happened. That's what I was so thinking. Like, could I you just, imagine if that happened today? But, well, and I don't think the sheriff is going to bother now, quarantining like have, your bike for I a week. I feel like they have bigger things they, to handle. They do have bigger things to handle. But, and that was some of the statistics I pulled. 
All right, so parentsplusskids.com. They are also not a sponsor. Just oh, my God. Um, so. I was cursed right there. <laughs> wow. 70, 75%. Just kidding? I was just kidding. No. 72 million fathers in the United States, not 75%. I was reading ahead. My bad. 72 million fathers in the United States. Uh-huh. And Please there, don't tell me there's only like 4 million in a family. 24.6 million fathers that are married in a two-person household with kids younger than 18. It's like a big... So we have 50 million homes without... Say that again? Okay. So 72 million fathers in the, in the United States. And there are 24.6 million fathers in a married two-person household with kids younger than 18. So they wow. could be married and have kids older than 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But okay. I thought that was intriguing. Um, there are 2 million single fathers in the United States. My man. Yeah. Shout out to you single dads. Um, Only because it's Father's Day. <laughs> um, the breakdown How do you do kids. that? How do you be a single dad? Can I talk on that for oh a second? Oh my gosh, you should talk Could on you that. imagine if I was a single father? Like... My kids would not have a haircut. They'd be wearing the same clothes for two weeks. Like, their their shoes wouldn't fit. Yeah. We would eat. We would rotate between Burger King, McDonald's, Jack in the Box, Taco Bell, and Wienerschnitzel five days a week for food. Like, it would be absolutely atrocious if I was a single father. Well, so, those two million dads, shout out to them because that's... Uh... Yeah. Well, I mean, how many of those two million dads would have the same menu as me? It doesn't say what they eat. Well, I'm hoping they might cook something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's wild. But yeah, um, I, do it. I actually, the there's some like, those are like some cool statistics about like dads and single dads and stepping up and all of that. But there's really sad statistics too. Mm. And 33% live without dad in their home. Mm. 33% of kids live without dad in their house. That's That yeah. seems large to me. Right. Um, that is a big number. Like, one out of every three kids, there's there's no dad. So imagine right? just imagine just the circle of friends around your kids. And that's a U.S. Census Bureau statistic. Yeah. So no. that are they I a sponsor? They are not, and I Son doubt they would gun. be. I'm just saying. Um, and they did a poll, um, the National Center for Fathering, who knew that was a thing, um, in 1999, that said 72.2% of Americans think an absent father in the household is the most important problem facing American families. Yeah, I've been saying that for a long time. And that time. was in 99. I mean, yeah. that's, I think that's over 20 of, years that is, ago. That is one of the biggest issues in our country. In my unscientific opinion, is just having that lack of father figure in the house. It really... It, it's it really messes with the kids and their ability to to grow up and understand as a boy understand how to be a man understand the responsibilities understand how to take care of women understanding what you need to do to provide like there's so many things a dad can teach you how to tie a fishing knot right not saying moms can't do that so stay out of my inbox with that stuff okay <laughs> but the relationship and then for for the daughters you know i mean we as dads we set the bar for the expectation of the husband and that is a huge responsibility and i i try to teach my girls to be strong to be independent boys suck but at some point they're going to catch on 
right? And and they're but hopefully I've set the bar to where they're respectful in themselves and they know what they want. Like honestly, without being too cheesy, Christina has it like dialed in, right? Like she knows what that she knows the responsibility of that husband. Yeah. And she has that bar set high. And 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 kudos to her to her dad and the people that have influenced her in her life because they've set that bar high for them. And so whoever comes in there and tries to be her partner um, has a bar that's really, really high. So like that's that's what I want my girls to do when they hit the, the free world and you know they're yeah. out from under my wing. So it's like, it's so important. I think it's a highly overlooked position in, in the family unit and just in society. Like we don't think about it. I'm actually impressed that without seeing my statistics that I am about to read you. Oh. Right. But just that like an infomercial. That I know. I. <laughs> but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Um, but without knowing what I'm about to read, because it, it gets sad. Oh, and Jesus. but I just how in tune you are because I don't know if other people like realize how much of an issue it actually is and how important dads are. Um, and this is totally in general. Um, Ninety percent of runaway and homeless children are from fatherless homes. The percentage of a rapist with rage that oh came from a fatherless home is 80%. You are really digging into no, these this numbers. No, this is crazy. Can we just talk about the 90% real quick? Oh, yeah. Because the 90% of kids that run away with no dad, you know why? Why? Because they're not getting an ass whooping. <laughs> right? Like, try to run away and see what happens to your rear end. Um, <laughs> Sorry. 70% of minors housed in state facilities, fatherless homes. 39% of inmates housed in jails, homes with an absent father. The rate of abuse and neglect in a single parent, parent household is 27.3 kids per thousand, compared to a two-parent household, 15. Mm. Children without a father are more likely to show disciplinary issues. I could revert back to that last comment. Right. Um, so if a child has a dad in their home, they are 40% less likely to repeat school, like any grades in school. And that's okay, because even us with fathers in the home, sometimes we like to repeat Well, I mean... <laughs> it happens. Teenage repeat offender arsonists are 90% more likely to be from an absent father household. They become pyromaniacs, you, apparently. How many of these stats are you going to read? I'm only going to read a couple more. Okay. Um, the percentage of minors in prison who grew up without a dad, 85%. Mm. Preschoolers with a dad involved... Their verbal school, their ver verbal school, verbal skills are like intensely higher. Like their communi communication is out of this world. Girls are more likely to have children as a teenager if they grow up without a dad. Boys get better grades in school if their dad is around. Um, substance abuse treatment facilities, the percentage of adolescents in them, 75%. Teenage pregnancies, 71% come from fatherless homes. So this is, this is what this tells me, and I, this is honestly the first time I've heard any of these statistics. So this is what this tells me, and just thinking out loud because that's what I like to do. Mm -hmm. the, the person, the kid, boy or girl, growing up without a dad in the home is looking somewhere for that relationship. And they're looking, damn, this one's going to mess me up. Ooh. So they're looking, they're looking for that acceptance, right? They're looking for that love. They're, they're looking to be embraced for who they are. And predators 
and people that don't have the best intentions understand that as well. So it's very easy for them to slide in and give that kid a little bit of attention to get them under their wing to then maybe manipulate them and to do things that they want them to do. But they're going to find that that acceptance somewhere. Yeah. And that's the part that crushes me is like that's all they want. They want to be loved and they want to be accepted and they'll get it from wherever it's going to come from. So as a dad, like that's my job. My job is to make sure my kids don't ever look somewhere else to be accepted or loved. And it's not easy, right? Like it's not easy to to raise kids and be no. a dad. It's not and, and and trust me, there's nobody out there that messes up more than I do. So it just blows me away. And I think this is part of what helps me or pushes me to be um, like to influence them at a young age. And maybe this is more of why I love the youth sports stuff. Yeah. Because it gives me that chance to build that relationship. Maybe with a kid that doesn't have a dad at home or whatever. Right. But maybe have a little bit of influence to where when they're going to make a bad decision or a bad choice, somewhere, maybe one conversation we had or a thought I put in their brain says, maybe before I do this, I call Coach Nick. Or maybe that conversation I have with Coach Nick that one time clicks in my brain and I make a better decision. A seed was planted. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important that we understand that it's not just about the ones in our house. Right? Like, I can be a father to right. a bunch of kids. Yeah. And I tell, I've told specific people in my son's life, your relationship with him is just as important as mine. You're going to provide things that I can't and experiences that I've never had. So your bond and relationship with him is important to me. So know that as a dad, I'm not going to come over the top of you and, you know, claim my territory or whatever. Right. I believe the village. I believe 100% in the village. Like, the village is what it takes. And I I honestly, I'm 100% behind it starts with the dad. That's my opinion of where it begins in the home. It starts with the dad. And even, like... I don't want to downplay the mom or the single mom role or anything oh, like no, that. Oh, no, of course not. Because, but you can, even though they do amazing, we know a lot of them, and they do an amazing job with their kids, you can never replace the dad just the same as the dad can never replace the mom. Like, shout out to all those millions of single dads out there, right, that are doing it, but they can never replace the mom. No. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a connection that each parent has to their kid that is separate of each other right and that's they're so important on their own levels that that's don't worry we'll do a mother's day podcast and shout out all the moms oh yeah no for sure so yeah i'm not trying to downplay it but i want to i mean i think it's important to highlight the dads because well how early it starts too it's uh how about infant mortality is two times higher in fatherless homes i mean it starts day one like that's crazy to me I know, lots of statistics, guys, but yeah. I'm going to... are we done with the math well, and the numbers Well, almost, here? because I, I feel like I really brought you way down, so I want no, 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 no. to bring you up a little bit. <laughs> so I'm going to do a couple of those statistics, and then I'm done, because, you know, I don't even like math, you guys. But I think, I think not it's, not, it's not bringing me down. It's just, it just shows uh, how, much, how much work we have to do. We do have a lot of work, yeah. and just realizing how important that role is, right? right? But 90% of the dads out there enjoy being a dad and consider it the most exciting thing in their life. Love it. 
85% of fathers consider being a dad the best job in the world. About the same thing. 52% said they are more affectionate with their kids than their dads were with them. And yeah. that one I thought yeah. really hit because home for me. And I'm done with statistics. Now. Thank you, Jesus. They see what it looks like, right? They well, see what it, what it looks like to not have that emotion. Like, it's weird. When you talk to grown men and they'd be like, my dad never said I love you. My dad never said I'm proud of you. Right. And I'm like, what? Who's your dad? Like, well, right? I think people just... But they go the other way with it, right? Which is awesome. Like, you're either going to be, you know, the, the, the alcoholic parent. You're either going to be the alcoholic kid because you follow suit. Or you're never going to touch the alcohol because you saw what it did, right? right? You have the fork in the road kind of thing. So it's just a lot of the oh. dads. It's good to know that the majority of dads go the other direction because they missed it. Yeah. And they're like, I'm not going to let my kid miss what I didn't have. And then they, they jump in and, and fulfill that. Like one of my biggest regrets as a dad is to ever, especially just for my son. I'm not so worried about my girls because they know I'm going to do everything they say for their whole life. So, but my son, it's a different relationship. So one of my biggest fears as a, as a father of a son is for him to, to grow up one day and, and be like, my dad never said I'm proud of you. My dad never said... Like, it's okay to be whatever I am, right? Like, that really, really messes with me. And it's not even, uh, like, a long time running. Like, that's more newer development for me. Where it was, it was, it was like I had this vision of what my son was going to be and what he, how he's going to grow up and this is what he's going to do. And if he doesn't, then, you know, I messed up. Or it makes me look bad, right? This expectation of him. And so it took me a long time to get over myself and to crush my ego and say, hey, whatever my son is, is what he is. And he needs to know that I love him and I care for him and I support him. And no matter where life takes him and the journeys he decides to go on, he can always turn around and see me standing right behind him. Right. Like it's, it's huge for them to know that and to understand it. And it's a huge fear of mine as a dad that he would ever say that I didn't do that for him. And it's like... It's something I work on a lot. Uh, You're an amazing dad, by the way. I really. This isn't about me. No, but well, it's about Father's Day. So, all right, good point. and Keep I feel like me. I had to uh, point that out. But I mean, we all come from. I mean, being a parent is probably the hardest job in the world. It is hard. And second to being married to you because the bouginess oh, is my. on another level. Just kidding. Anyway, but um, no, it's it's a difficult. Can we job. edit that part out? Because that was mean. No, I it was feel mean. Bad no, I, I apparently, you know. So what happens if I don't have a filter in front of me? <laughs> no filter Friday. Um, so I think you're an amazing dad, even if you say negative things. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But I think it's interesting that you think of it like that. I I did not grow up in the same type of family dynamic that you did. You had, like, you do big holidays. You do big things. Your parents are still married. Um, Is that a masterpiece song? Big thing. Na, 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 na. Okay. Um, he had too much coffee this morning, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, it's just, it's different. My relationship with my dad is different. Um, it was not, he was not affectionate, really. He was a single dad for the last four or five years that I was at home. And he did what he had to do. He went to work and we had food and a house. He was a provider. He was a provider, a great provider. But the other aspects, like how I see you with your girls, is just different than how I grew up. Um, 
And so I appreciate that. And I see the confidence in my girls that I don't think that I had. It's just different. Mm. But there's not an instruction manual. and No. And that's funny because I get a lot of that from my dad. Hmm. Watching him grow up with my sisters. I don't think he ever let him braid his hair. But he was so involved in everything that they did. You know, so they had that relationship and they still have that connection now that I want to have that with my daughters as well. So he's he kind of set the bar for what it looks like. Yeah. And I just try to emulate that and chase that. So hopefully one day, like one day my kids will feel about me the way myself and my siblings feel about him. Right. Yeah. You want to you you. The bar's way out there, but you just you just keep trying to go get it and get it and get it, and at the end of the day, you know you just you you did everything you could, and you hope it's good enough for them to to always be there or always know that you're going to be there. I think that is more than enough. Yeah, I'm it, like my kids, and this is it's so interesting that you like you were talking about the fork in the road, and you either run with it or you go against the green against it, and. In a lot of ways, I'm against it with my upbringing and how things happened. And, um, like, for example, like, my family was not touchy-feely. Like, they didn't really do hugs or anything like that. And my kids, their comfort place with either one of us is cuddles. Like, they just, like, you know, my son the other day, like, I just need to cuddle my mom. Like, I just, I need a minute. And that's his safe spot. Or the girls, um all the time like I just need cuddles like that's where they find their peace and their comfort and they know everything's okay and I love that but it is when you don't grow up like that where like hugs and cuddles are normal you it, it's weird like you have to train yourself <laughs> into doing weird. it not weird I know I almost said weird like no, you did. Sorry. I, I did Let it out. um no like and I love it I love cuddling my kids like they're everything and but realizing because I also like my space, which is funny because that's how like I had my own personal space mm-hmm. and I don't like to be touched. It's weird with your kids when you're like, okay, I have to program myself. Mind you, I've been a mom a long time now, so it's not weird now. But that's how I felt in the beginning. Like, right. okay, let's breathe through this and I'm cuddling my kids. That sounds terrible. But like, were you like, I'm used to having my own. But you, there's that, that's to your point. There's no manual, right? There's no way to know how to do this. You know what your emotional reaction was when you were a kid to certain things, right? And so you didn't have that emotional reaction of cuddles with your dad. So you don't know how it feels to be in that situation. So then when your kids come at you, it's like they're attacking you. Like, right. cuddle me, mom, and you're like, whoa. What? I need a minute. You, I need a minute. You want to do what? Yeah. So you just you you adjust and kind of figure it out, and then you're like, okay, this is. This is how that emotional connection feels with your kids, right? It's it's just a different connection that you have. And it's amazing. Right. I mean, cuddling your kids and knowing that you can make everything better just by holding them for a minute, like, that's an amazing feeling. And I almost feel bad. Like, my parents, it just was not like that. They were not right, comforters or you cuddly. You didn't put that into your own house. No. You so I went against, yeah. I, I went the other fork in the road. Right. So we are, like... I worked through that many years ago, but I remember that feeling of, okay, That's good you want me to I'm, hold you. I'm sure there's people out there that deal with that where they don't know how to, to, to react or to handle that situation because it is so different than the way they were raised, the way they were brought up. You know, a lot of families are distant and they don't, 
there's not that, you know, connection of sitting at the table and I love yous and how was your day and just these conversations where you develop relationships. A lot of families are like that. You know, my dad, I'd like, I don't know, I guess it's a little different being, being a boy growing up. Like, I didn't cuddle my dad. He'd punch me in the stomach. Like, get off of me. We're watching a baseball game. Like, But you would have cuddled your mom. Oh, I'd go right now and cuddle my mom. Yeah, I'm almost 40. I'll go cuddle her right now. Right. Yeah, so, like, my happen. son is 13 and it's just even the other day, like I said, like, mom, yeah. I, I just need to cuddle. I can't ever, I can never remember a memory of cuddling my mm. parents. Wow. I didn't go sneak into their bed and snuggle my mom oh. when I had a bad dream. Like, that never happened. So I used to try to beat my dad to the bed. Yeah, that never happened. <laughs> so it's, I slept by myself, like, by right. myself, and it was just very, it's very different. Yeah. Not to say, like, I was well taken care of. I am not. <laughs> but I just... It's just a different way of growing up. Wow. All right. So how do we how do we put a bow on this? We put a bow on this by I think recognizing the importance of dads in the homes, and I don't know how you fix that. I think the validation That's way above our pay grade. Way above our pay grade, but the validation of like knowing how important it is. Mm-hmm. I think I I hate math, but the statistics of look at what happens when the dad is not part of. The family structure. That's crazy. I can't wait till next year we do a Mother's Day one and see what that, yeah, those no. stats are like. Yeah, right? I know. I could, just kind of digging into like the reality of it and just how important you are. Yeah. No, it's, it's, the dad is important and I'll, I'll take that to my grave. But it's, to me, it's, it's a little bit different. So I, I see this and I, and I, and I hear what you're saying as far as the, the statistics go. And it makes me like, all right, we all men, we all have a job to do. Right. We may not have kids. Our kids may be grown. We may not have a relationship that we want with them. But we can one, we can change that. Through forgiveness, grace and conversation, but also. There's a buttload of kids that don't even have the opportunity to have that yeah, dad. You can be an influence. And those are the kids that. I like the most. Right. Like those are the opportunities I like the most when you can be meet those kids that don't have that and you can be that person to them you see I, I i can name a list of 10 guys off the top of my head that do a phenomenal job at bringing them in and nurturing them loving them making sure they know they're important and all that stuff and it's like it's amazing to watch that happen so that would be my challenge to the dads is like go be that go be that dad go be that uncle go be that brother Go be that influencer to that kid that doesn't have the opportunity to have that relationship with his father for whatever reason. And right. the reason is completely irrelevant, right? It doesn't matter what they've done to to allow us to do something good. Yeah. He's being so to me, it's like, now I want to go start a, a fatherless baseball team. Like, if you don't have a dad, let's go play ball and we'll just bond on the field. Like, that's what I want to do now. Of course, so it turn into baseball. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess that's a happy uh, Father's Day. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed your Father's Day and I let did. you realize how important dads are. And I was tired at the end of it, but it was an awesome day. It was a lot of fun. I love getting the gifts in the morning, and then I love to be able to take care of my dad in the afternoon and hang out with him. Hanging out with him and my brother was, was a lot of fun. So um, that's it for today, right? I think that's it for that's today. That's it for today. So, again, guys, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening. Thank uh, you. Keep giving us feedback. We can take it. Uh, And I guess we will catch you guys on the next episode, episode three. Of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Bro, that's how I end it. (laughs) I needed to talk. All right, go ahead. We'll we'll see you guys next time. Bye.